from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-393361 Email us refismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, After today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, You will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Well, we know that we've started a journey, and the journey we started is to deal with issues of marriage and relationship. I know it's an uncomfortable thing for most of you, but I need to still speak about it. Because one of the challenges of our lives is that we are sick, but we don't want to admit that we are sick. And one of the serious problems of physicians is to have a patient who is sick and still thinks he's well. And if you look at the whole world, one of the institutions of God that is actually sick and needs resurrection is the institution of marriage and relationship. That is why we've gone ahead to have all issues of gay and lesbians and all those things. It's all because of the fact that we've abused or we've not understood the purpose of God and what God created us to become. So we reduce ourselves more to animals than becoming like human beings. Because anytime you have a different desire, For instance, if you have a desire towards an animal, and I know to your information, you know there are people who are sleeping with dogs. And there are people who sleep with cats. And there are people who sleep with horses. If you are not aware. So it's not only women sleeping with women, or men sleeping with men, but people are even sleeping with animals. That tells you of the serious nature of where the world is getting to. And let me tell you this. Don't justify yourself in any way. Or try to approve yourself of being righteous. Anytime you find an unnatural desire. Driving you towards your partner like a male man. You begin to feel towards another man. Sexually. Pray about it. 
Don't justify it. Go on your knees and ask God for forgiveness and fast if possible to deliver you. The same thing if you're a woman. Listen to me here. And you begin feeling some way towards as your particular woman. Sexually. Please, don't justify it. Go on your knees and ask for forgiveness and pray that the Lord delivers you from that. There is no justification whatsoever. In scriptures, as children of God and as believers, that God has saved us. Go through the Bible. If we say we belong to the kingdom of God, the kingdom has a principle. Tell the person the kingdom has a principle. If you don't belong and you are not a Christian, fine. You can foolishly do whatever you like. If you like, sleep with 20 women, woman to woman, man to man. God sees you as a sinner. And he's still waiting for you to repent. But when you have repented and you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you have moved into another area of your life. And that area you have moved into, you have become an example and you are becoming an encourager. You are becoming the light that everybody will look up to and follow. So everything of yours, whether in minor or in major, affects somebody. Take note of what I'm telling you before I start to teach what I'm going to teach. So if we don't get this thing right, and we want to follow the way of the world. The world can do whatever they want to do. Because they are in the world. Jesus said that you are in the world but you are not of the world. Let's get it clear. We can be in the world. With all the entertainment and the fun and everything. But let us know what is appropriate for us. In fact, if there is anything God frowns upon. And sees it more as a serious sin. Is the sin of lesbianism and homosexuality. Ladies and gentlemen, as you are sitting here, I'm telling you this. I don't know why I have to say this this morning. But anything that drives you contrary to that, check it. If you are not married and you start having that feeling, check it. If you are married and you are having that feeling, check it. Because it has destroyed homes. It has destroyed lives. It has never helped anything. The question I always have to ask, I always have a challenge. Where you ask, they say, we'll adopt. The question is that if somebody did not give birth to them, will you go and adopt them? It's a simple, straightforward question. God created sexual desire in us not for destruction, but for the perfection of our lives. When you truly yield yourself to God, let me use this. When you truly yield yourself to God, Bible says, to whom you yield your members unto, unto them you become servant unto. When you truly yield yourself to God, it doesn't matter when you are not married or married. You, when you are married, we are not married, and you truly yield yourself to God, you will never feel sexual drive or desire. It doesn't matter what goes on. Because what preoccupies your mind is to please God. Get the difference? And people will say, oh pastor, you don't know what you are talking about. I was, and I always use myself before you think, uh, let me use myself as an example. 
I was a Muslim for 25 years. I got born again at the age of 25 years. I knew what is called a woman at, the, at class 3 elementary school. I got born again at the training college when I was 25 years. Now listen to it. But immediately I got born again and yielded my members unto God. I stayed pure for almost 8 years, married without even touching my wife before I took her to the altar. She's here, you can go and find out from her. I never had any desire to say I want to see her, any private part or have anything to do with her. Very strict and focus on whatever God is doing. Don't let us deceive ourselves and don't let us allow little sins to destroy all the things we have built for our Christian life and end up saying, eh, eh, Pastor, I can't control myself. God did not ask you to control yourself. God asked you to give yourself to him that he can control you. But if you don't want to give yourself to him, then self takes over. According to Galatians, the evidence of the flesh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, 21. Let me show you something quickly. And let's start from 18, sorry. He said, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The law simply tells you of things that you are using your energy or your strength to do. And he said, if you are led by the Spirit, you will not need to use your energy to say, I am, I am keeping myself. No, you, you will not use false means to do it. I will close my eyes and I will not look at anybody. No, 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 no. But he says that, verse 90, he says this. He said, now the works of the flesh. Say the works of the flesh. Listen to me, when we get born again, we move from the works of the flesh to the works of the spirit. That is the difference. The reason why you are born again, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, is that you are a new creation. Your old things have passed away. So if you used to be in the world and you have certain desires, when you get to know the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit should be able to work on you to kill those desires. There is no justification. There's no justification whatsoever for you and go and take, do things that you know. Bible said that if you know the truth and you do it, it's sin. And there is none of us sitting here who can tell me you are not aware that whatever you do and it's a sin, you don't know that it's a sin. And listen to me. Don't be adamant and be stubborn because you are setting yourself up for God's destruction and wrath. The Lord can tolerate you to a point, but he will never forever tolerate it. He said, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. Be marriage, having sex out of marriage. Whether be the man or the woman. And you think it's fun. You are in marriage, but you have other things doing. So which are adultery, fornication. You are not married. You are caught in, sleeping all over. And you think, you see, testing, we, human beings are not machines that you test. So you tell me that if I don't test her, I will not know who she will be. Listen to me, anytime you hear such advice, it's devilish. It's not of God. I don't know whoever is coming from. 
but it's devilish. You see, we are not checking these things. That is why even right from the pulpit to the congregation, we are fooling and we are messing up. And we are forgetting that God needs us to become an example to redeem his world. You think it's about our beauty, our handsomeness, that's why we are saved? And don't we know that it's by the message of God that we are here? If you begin to value the salvation you have, you will begin to behave well. Because you see, there are others in the world. You and I are not better than the prostitutes standing by the roadside. Don't let us think we are smarter and we are better than them. It is purely by the message of God that you and I have found ourselves in church today. We are not better than the drunkard who is sleeping in the gutter and vomiting on all his body. It is just by the message of God that you and I find ourselves here. <laughs> Simply by his message. Some nonsense and foolishness have to stop from the church. And I'm not only addressing ICJ but I'm addressing the body of Christ. Because like I said, from the pulpit to wherever it is, a whole lot of nonsense is going on. Because we have destroyed the very essence of relationship. And we have killed it. Somebody can be doing deliverance for you and tell you that the only way he can deliver you is to sleep with you. Since when deliverance became like that? If that is how our counselors do it. Or deliverance. Then I, some of us in counseling rooms would have been sleeping with all kinds of women and everything. Because women can see before you and they are vulnerable and they are broken. And they need attention and they need a care. Why don't we take our hands and rub it around their waist and all those things and, and, and tell them that we will show you how to, to, to become what God wants you to be and, and so that you forget about the sorrow and the pain you are going through. He said, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. When you lewd, the undesirable desires. And he says, verse 20, he said, adultery. It's like going to Juju Man. You are in church, but you also go to a Malab. You go and take a talisman. You are going to take some concussion, and yet you come and lift up your hands and eat communion and wipe your mouth. Manufacturing your own, uh, what do you call it? Your own miracle at the expense of God. You know what you have placed under your bed. You said you belong to God, but you belong also to the secret society. So where is your affiliation? Who really are you serving? You have a different master. And you know it. Who appears to you at the midnight hour. You converse with a person. He shows you what to do. And then you come to church and say, oh, I'm coming to serve the Lord. Don't repent. The end is surely coming. Bible said, do not be deceived for God is no more. For whatsoever man so shall socially reap. The question is, who is your true Lord? Who do you really say is your Lord? Is it the Lord that is coming from under the sea? Or the Lord of that forest where you go and bow down to some things and drink some concussions? Or the Lord God who formed you? Sorcery. Hatred. You are sitting down but you are hating people in your heart. You have held people captive in your heart. And you don't want to forgive them. Over my dead body will I forgive. 
sit there. And yet you'll be in the church and say, God, I love you. And worship him and be crying. And say, God, do it for me. How can the Lord do it for you? When he's consistently knocking the door of your heart and telling you that let it go and you are also keeping it. There is no justification. Do you think when we stand here and people don't hurt us? In fact, we are hurt more than you can think of. But we always have a heart to forgive. Because that is the only way God can speak to us and touch us. Contentions. Fighting one another. Contending over things that are not necessary. Jealousies. We jealous anyhow. When unbelievers are jealous and Christians are also jealous. In fact, people are even jealous the way you walk. Or even the way you talk. At best of wrath, you can't control your anger. You are having a problem. You take, you smash television, break bottles, and, and, and you say, you pull knife. Me, if I don't see blood, hey, I'll put the Bible aside and I'll show you. And you don't see that this is a wrong spirit. Selfish ambitions. You are only thinking of yourself at the expense of somebody. And married couples go through that. You are only thinking of yourself. You don't, you don't feel for the other person. That listen, how does my husband feel? How does my wife feel? For instance, I tell people that when I travel out of this country, I don't go with my wife. Because it's not most times I travel with her. And when I travel and I go, I am there alone. I'm checking to a hotel. You are not there. Are you there? Does the people there know me? I want to do a program. So in the same way, if I check into that hotel and I want to sleep with whatever woman I want to sleep with, I can sleep with them. I only will come home and say, darling, I love you. And, and I will test her from my hotel room. We will be chatting on WhatsApp and, and we will not know that somebody is even in the bathroom waiting for me. Are you getting it right? But you see, I respect and value her. So out of that respect and the value and the fear of God, Wherever I am, I know God is there with me. And apart from God being there with me, I cannot be that disrespectful to the woman that says that she loves me and has given her body to me. So I have to respect that and not fool around. <laughs> Pastor, don't you go through temptations? Yes, we go through temptations. Do you think we are, we are wood? I'm not a wood. We go through temptations. But we depend upon God. To keep us pure and holy every day. <laughs> selfish, but when you have a selfish ambition, you don't even care. The question is that to hell with whatever it is. There's nothing like to be here with whatever it is. There is a consequences. He said, desertions, heresies. Some of you, your ears are sweet to you. Somebody will say. Everywhere you are going, you want to hear things that will, will tickle your ear. You want to go to a church where they will preach to you that, oh, even when you are sinning, they will even rather praise you in your sin. And the, and the pastor will be happy because you are giving an offering. Me, if you are my leader, you are whatever it is, and you don't do it right, I will tell you that it's not right. It's as simple as that. Sin is sin, and there is not. If you like, build me a mansion or buy me whatever it is. If you are wrong, I will tell you. 
Because you know what? I have come to know that if God does not take care of me, no man can take care of me. It's as simple as that. I always tell God, I say, God, forget it. Because the truth of the matter is that any of you that sit here, you love yourself first. Let me stand before you. You think you love me. You don't love me. And I will not be deceived to think like that. Let me misbehave now. And we will see truly those of you who really love me. That is where you hear all kinds of gossip. I am a leader. I am wise. As long as I keep my integrity, you will follow me. So don't let you feel whoever you are as a leader anywhere. Don't ever think that people love you. They love you because you have been a source of an inspiration. A source of hope for them. And the very day you mess up with that thing, you mess all of them their life. Heresies. You want people to praise you. Not to correct you. So you come to church and corrections are coming. You get offended. Me, I will not go to that church again. Who do they think they are? This small boy cannot talk to me like that. Fine. Continue. On the day of judgment, we will all be there. Envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you before, and just I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let me ask you a question. So, if you and I say we are in the kingdom of God, it means that our inheritance is the kingdom of God, isn't it? So, if our inheritance is the kingdom of God, then he said that when we practice all these things, we are not inherit the kingdom of God, then what is our business sitting in church? What is our business fasting and praying? What is our business giving offerings? When we know at the end of the day, that kingdom will not see it. Me, I'm a serious guy. Anything that has not benefited, I don't waste my time on it. I don't know about you. But anything that can benefit you, you waste your time on it. So the truth is this. If I need God, I'm not saying I am 100% right. Don't get me wrong. I'm working towards my salvation. With fear and with trembling. My underlining factor here is that don't ever glorify sin. The sin might come. But please, anytime the sin comes, feel bad about the sin and repent. That's what I'm talking about. Don't enjoy it and play with it. Because the child that plays with the blade will surely get hurt. That is what I'm talking about. So in your daily work, in my daily work, anything we find as temptation, if we don't deal with it tomorrow, it will destroy us. So we don't glorify it. We ask God for grace to overcome it. Because it is by his strength that we can overcome daily. Am I talking to somebody here? So it's important as we are thinking of relationship. And, and, and today is the 32 years of ICGC. You can imagine it if the general of Asia would have been messing his life up. I don't know when any of us can be today. I don't know about you, but me, I came out of Islam and faced ICGC. That is what has made my life up to today. From day one up to now. I don't know any other thing than I know ICGC. Me, I didn't know Pentecost. I didn't know Assemblies of God. But I know ICGC. Hello? 
I don't know where you came from. But whatever it is, we saw somebody and we followed. The same way somebody is watching you. Tell somebody, somebody is watching you. Listen, you will never know who are your true admirers until you fall. I'm telling you. You will never know. So my encouragement to you is this thing. We are talking of relationship. And this month, you know what I'm doing. We are talking of relationship. But a critical aspect of relationship this morning I want you to know is that you just have to know that God needs you to build a home. He needs you to build lives. He needs you to be an inspiration to others. And by so doing, you elevate the glory of God and you extend it to others. Be mindful of the things of the flesh so that you can overcome it through prayer, through the study of God's word, through living what God wants you to live. Because we are the signpost to the house of the Lord. Somebody can enter into this church and see you and out of it will not come to church again. Do you know that? And when that happens, because of you, the person has backslided. And God will require from you. That's what scripture says. Whatever I'm teaching you, if I deceive you, I'll pay dearly with it. So don't let us think and clap for those who are deceiving people out there and think, ah, God is allowing them. Let them go. God knows what he's, he's going to do with them. Because everything we do will be judged. The question I want to ask you and I want to ask myself this morning is that, lady, gentleman, who have you prevented from being the kingdom of God? You change men left, right, center. You don't care how you treat them and dump them. And when they talk, you say, oh, give me. It's my time. Let me enjoy. It's your time. Enjoy. That time will pass. And now you'll be looking for a man and it becomes scarce. And that is the time you will go to all kinds of prayer centers. And you'll be abused at the end of the day. Because you never took your moment serious. The house is quiet. Yes. I didn't come this morning to to make you feel good. I came this morning for you to know that the spirit of the Lord is real. And this is a church where you receive total gospel. What is your persuasion of relationship? Is it about sex? Is it about beauty? Or is it about glorifying God? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1. I believe it will not affect your offering. Is that? And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal. Paul at this time was speaking to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church, if you know it, is one of the vibrant and the greatest church ever. Corinthian church, Ephesus church, 
Thessalonica and all those things. And, and Paul was addressing them. At this time that Paul was speaking to them, Paul assumed. You know, you can assume somebody is mature, but the person is even a child. Paul assumed because with all that they have experienced and they have known, Paul knew that at this level, they should have been mature to know what is wrong and what is not wrong and live right and all that. But in the midst of it all, Paul realized that no, the, the way they are supposed to get the understanding of serving God, they are not getting. So Paul is saying that, and Abel could not speak to you as to spiritual people. Because this morning I'm speaking to you not as spiritual people, I'm speaking to you as to carnal. Are you there with me? Because you see, if you are spiritual people, there are things you know that is not right. You will never do them. And nobody will tell you. He said, so he said, I speak to you as spiritual, but as to what? Kana. Kana is the flesh things I enumerated in Galatians chapter 5. And he said, as to babes in Christ. Say babes. Say babes. You see, be in church for 20 years, 30 years, does not guarantee that you are matured. Maturity of Christianity comes by consistent study of God's word and applying that word to your life. And living by that word to become what the word wants you to be. So it's a daily walk. Say it's a daily walk. You fall, you rise, you fall, you rise, you fall, you rise, you fall, you rise. But the word of God works in you. Both to will and to do. So at the end of all things, you are perfected. And become what God wants you and I to be. Because there is a standard of God. We always use the word sin. The word sin simply means to fall short of God's standard. And God's standard can never be narrowed. He will not narrow it to anybody. But God's standard is his standard. So he wants us to rise up to his standard. And we can only do that by maturing daily. Oh, receive it. And he said, as to babes in Christ, he said, you are at this level and I thought you are there, but I cannot speak to you as mature people. I have to speak to you as children. And he will show you why he said that. He said, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. Because babies need milk. They don't need solid food. He said, for until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. I have started pastoring you not today. At least come December will be 10 years. Isn't it? But tell me whether your behavior has changed over the time. Hello? Your late coming to church is still the same. Your attitude towards that is the same. Your character out there in the marketplace is the same. Yet tell me, go back to all the preachers I preach, whether I have not spoken to you. And he said, I found you make not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. I will stand here and still talk to you, appeal to you, get angry sometimes, do whatever it is, and you will still repeat whatever you want to do. And he said, and even now, you are still not able. And verse 3, he says, for you are still carnal. And said, for where there are envy, 
tell me now we are coming to it. I don't envy you. Eh? If you like, lift up your hands whether you don't envy anybody. So now you don't say, Pastor Esmala said it. We are going through the Bible. You see, this word of God, you know why people run away from reading the Bible? Because everything like the MC said is a mirror. You can't stand and look into the mirror and when the, you are dressing today, my wife was dressing and then she said, look at when she finished, said, oh, check for me whether the, this thing is okay. I said, oh, it, it's fine. You look nice. Because why? She's coming out and so she expected that when she comes out, she should be seen in that light. Are you understanding me? I don't believe when she checked it and realized that the pulse is more, she will walk out like that. So she has to take her time and work on it so that it can become smooth. And I believe all of us, when you were coming out, you either comb or you bathroom your shirt, you check your everything, you turn around and you realize, now I'm good. So you step out with some what? Confidence and boldness. In the same way, if you allow the word of God to work in your life, when you step out, you step out with confidence and with boldness. And he said, for where there are envy, say envy. envy. Strive. Strive is to fight among ourselves. Quarrel. Marriages between a husband and a wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, there is envy. The man cannot stand the success of the woman. So he will pretend and, and, and say that you, you, the, the, the woman you are too no, you are this, you are that because he is seeing the woman rising on academic ladder or doing well and he is not rising. It's because he's lazy and he has become a lazy cocoon sitting down and rather chopping paws of headship and not growing himself. So you see the woman going up and every time you find fault with the woman and why did you come at this time? Why are you doing this? And every time like this insecurity because he's not growing himself you see anytime you don't grow yourself you become insecure the same thing the man will be successful and as he's going then the woman who doesn't want to encourage herself to do anything get jealous of the man so everything the man is doing is following when he's, the man is talking to who are you talking to he's looking for this he's looking for that listen if you're a woman here grow yourself and if you're a man here, grow yourself. God created marriage relation for people to grow and not to envy each other. In fact, it's a sin to envy your own wife or to envy your husband for the success the person is going through. And it is happening in relationships. Some people can even write secret letters to, for, the, for their wives to be sacked from jobs. Oh, you don't know? Are you from another planet or you are, you are around? Then check and open your, tell the person, open your eyes well. There are people who write letters for their husbands to be interdicted. Because they envy each other. They, they can't stand the success of one another. Strive. Fighting. They can fight and insult each other and without even caring the consequences. And divisions among you. He said, <laughs> are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Which means that when we get saved, we are no more men. <laughs> am, I, am I talking to somebody here? 
when you and I get saved, we are no more men. So I'm not a man. You are not a man now. We are of the spirit. And this is very deep. Because as men, we will do things of men. But of spirit, we do things differently. Can I hear amen in the house? He says, you are not carnal and behaving like me, amen. Verse 4, he says, for when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Competing for space, showmanship, comparison. And he says, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. And he says, I planted Apollos water, but God gave what? The increase. I'm coming to a very important. He says, then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God gives the increase. In other words, it takes God to grow us. It takes God to favor us. It takes God to bless us. It takes God to make us what we want to. It is not by ourselves. It is God. And the verse says, now he who plants, and he who waters are all what? One. So husband, what I do, wife, what you do, we complement each other. We don't fight each other. You bring, I bring. You buy, I buy. You do this, we do it together. Why? Because we are planting and watering at the same time. Simple. And he says that, and each one will receive his own reward according to his word. It's own labor. So whilst we all labor towards it, we'll receive a reward. And a verse, number nine says, for we are God's fellow workers. Tell the person you are God's fellow worker. So God works with you. God works with you. Do you know that in that office, you think you are alone in that office, God is working with you. He's working with you as the doctor. Is working with you as the teacher. Is working with you as the as the lawyer. Is working with you as the politician. Whichever office you are, once you said you belong to God, confess Him as your Lord and personal Savior. Is working with you. And He said, "You are God's field, a field that God works on, a field that God plants on." And He said, "You are God's building." What is He talking about? Our body. We are God's what? Tell the person you are the building of God. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you.